I'm going to pray for the same thing that these words stick. <laughs> that there's some sticky words here today. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be now and always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. It's certainly, again, good to be here. I want you to join me in these words from the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 37 and the third verse, and John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, verses 21 through 23. In the Old Testament, it reads, He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I ask, O Lord God, you know. And in John's Gospel we read, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Think with me then on the subject, Can there be hope and life again? Can there be hope and life Again, the Old Testament and Gospel readings, I suggest, are asking us a very fundamental question of faith. They're asking us, in a nutshell, can there be hope and life? Again, hope from dry bones. Hope from a dead man, a dead situation. Can there be hope and life again? Ezekiel struggles to answer this question of faith in the context of of a people in exile where hope and life seemed absent as symbolized by the dry bones. In this dismal situation, Ezekiel could only respond by saying, Oh Lord God, you know. Have you ever been in the situation whereby your only response is, God, you know. Talk to me, somebody. God, you know. I say that all day. All right. <laughs> Talk to me, Papa. Oh, God, you know. You've had a situation, and you struggle with it all day. And then you said, God, you know, you go to sleep. And somehow at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, something pops in 
to your brain and you spring up. And if you're like me, bad, I just write it out. Because it's the answer I'm looking for. Am I talking to anybody today? You see, in John's gospel, Martha and her sister Mary were concerned their brother Lazarus was dead and Jesus was not there. Because Jesus was not there when Lazarus died, they in their humanity thought Jesus' presence and power would not work when he showed up a few days later. Jesus doesn't have any power because he was not there. I'm glad he still has some power because he is not here physically, but he is here in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's here in the sacrament we receive. He is here in each and every one of us. Talk to me. He's here. But Jesus showed up physically and responded to Martha and Mary's dilemma. Their regret about his absence and said to them, amidst all the commotion, your brother will rise again. His hope. In other words, there will be hope and life again for the people of Israel and for Lazarus. This affirmation of Jesus, this bold assertion is not some glib statement. It is not some empty promise. It is God's yes to the faithful in times of hopelessness, in times of tragedy, in times of sorrow, in times when everyone is saying no, in times of failure, in times of disappointments and regrets, in times when we are asking this question of faith, can there be hope? And life again. What these readings do for us today, brothers and sisters, is to assure us that the God who was present with the people of Israel in their time of greatest need, that the God in Jesus who called forth Lazarus, who was already creating a stench after four days of being dead. That God, our God, is truly a mighty fortress. That word, that, that, that name should be familiar. Huh? That our God is indeed present and a very present help in time of need. The psalmist helps us with that in Psalm 46. And the first verse. God is a very present help in times of need. There are no needy people here, I know. You, you don't have any needs here. 
But God is a very, when you are down to your last and you're looking for somebody, it may not be your mother or your father. It may not be your brother or your sister, but God is there with you. But that comes with faith. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes, the good news is that he is with us even in our mess. Because of our belief and truth of faithfulness. Now we don't mess up. People like Mikey Fortress do not mess up. No me there's no mess. But even in your mess, God is with you. God is very present. I say to you, brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, every day we live, every moment we live, there are miracles all around us. There are miracles all around us because of the faithfulness of God. It's a wonderful hymn which talks about God's faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto who? Me. It's personal. Great is thy faithfulness. There are miracles all around us every day because of the faithfulness of God. There are signs that tell us being reconnected with new tissue to restore and renew life. Resurrection is in the ear. I'm a student of the theology of resurrection. I see it. I believe it. I preach it. Nature proves this with the return of spring. Am I right? If you have ever had serious surgery, you have experienced resurrection coming out from under that anesthesia. Have you had serious surgery? You don't have to shout all at the same time. But if you've ever had, I've been there. And I've I came out talking in town. My wife was sitting next to me and I'm asking for some stuff and the nurse said, well, go on, do what you have to do. Let me share with you a modern current resurrection. I ask your prayers for little Connor Hall. Connor has this very rare disease called Bear Stevenson syndrome. It is a disease that really causes the physical to be somewhat deformed, or seriously deformed. Um, his trachea is compromised, and so he has to live on a trach. But there is a procedure now that has been developed and Children's Hospital is specialized in this procedure. 
And so he was flown from New York to Cincinnati. To Children's Hospital in Cincinnati. To be taken care of. But part of the procedure is death is on one hand and life is on the other hand. And it's a choice that the mother had to make. But she wants her son to be alive, to experience some normalcy of life. Without the operation, his life is very compromised. With the operation, it's a 50-50 chance. Death is here. Life is here. What do you do in the situation as a mother? As a priest and as a pastor, having to sit through that, I choose life. And if he has a fighting chance, then let him have that fighting chance. And so we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. The doctor said, I'm saying this again, it is 50-50. It can go either way, but we're going to do our best. The surgeon upstairs, you know who I'm talking about, said that that 50 of life is possible. And we believe together that it was possible. I saw him on Friday, and he was sitting up in his chair, only four years old. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. I've seen resurrection, but I saw him. I could not believe my eyes, but God is working a miracle. God is causing something that could have been dead to live again and giving him a chance. I will see him again after this service and let him know how the uh, wonderful people of mighty fortress Lutheran Church, how they're praying for him. He's unable to verbalize all we can do is talk to him, but he is sensitive to touch. But he is, help me, alive in Jesus' name. Yes, if you have ever had serious surgery, you have experienced resurrection. You have received and come out of it you have received new life. So I ask you a simple question today. What is hopeless in your life? What is there that seems hopeless in your life today? What in your life is a disappointment or give you pause for regret. You don't have to answer those questions for me. I want you to answer them for yourself. 
But hear me. The good news is that feeling hopeless and being disappointed do not have to be the end of the story. These conditions of life do not have to be the end of the story because God is still alive in Jesus Christ. Always life when we stay faithful to his will. Paul puts it this way in his letter to the Romans this morning, chapter 8 and the 10th verse. He writes, but if Christ is in you, and Christ is all around us. But if Christ is in you, there's something that changes. He says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, if Christ be in you, you are a what? A new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. He says in this letter today, if Christ is in you. That's the transformation <coughs> of the Christian, of the one who follows Jesus. There are many folks who wear the badge Christian, but there is no Christ in them. <coughs> Mahatma Gandhi, that wonderful icon of spiritual living said I love your Christ saying to the Christians I love your Christ I would that more Christians would be like him did you get that I love your Christ you see Christ has to be in you so that that transformation can be radiated out. And others can see that light of Christ. It comes out through your love, your kindness. All of that that others may see and give God his glory. Paul says, but if Christ is in you. Though the body is dead because of sin. It doesn't say that if, if we are Christians that we are not going to commit any bad things. How many folks here don't do bad things? <laughs> but if Christ is in you and you fall short, you can confess and he will forgive your sins, says First John, though the body is dead because of the spirit of life, because of righteousness. What Paul is saying is that life comes through your faithful submission to the will of God, which counts as was with our ancestors as righteousness. That is having a right relationship with God. So my prayer for us then is that as we prepare, prepare our lives to celebrate again the 
greatest promise of the Christian faith, eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus. That we do not allow setbacks or brokenness to diminish our faith, to devalue our life. We do not allow the current political climate to cause us to give up, to lose faith in the church, in others, or in government. Because in the end, if God can change the hopelessness of exile to shouts of hope and life, if God can restore the stinking corpse of Lazarus to be restored to life again, nothing is impossible for him. <clears throat> Your situation is not impossible for him. Whatever you are experiencing is not impossible for him. God is able. Yes, let us be ready by our actions then to be part of that which gives hope and life by the way we treat each other with love and kindness in Jesus' name and God's people say, Amen. Amen.